I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, I know that every episode of Advice Hot Dog is a special occasion, uh, but you didn't have to. You didn't have to dress up so fancy. I've decided I'm I'm going to be fancier in my life now. Really, you've yeah. decided to start dressing like uh, some sort of fancy man, s- pseudo yes. adult. <laughs> sort of, yeah. yeah. I I want to ease into that. Okay, mm-hmm. so you you've got like your silly costume dress clothes now, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna slowly work your way into more boring clothes. Sure. Eventually. It's a handsome Argyle sweater that you've Thank worn. you. Thank you. Uh, and I'm also wearing Argyle socks, which you pointed out was, was a definite uh, faux pas. Yeah, my girlfriend, said, pas. my girlfriend the other day said, oh, I can't wear these socks because they're Argyle and I'm wearing an Argyle shirt. Uh-huh. Well, she was wearing a t-shirt with an Argyle uh, pattern, like an Argyle stripe printed on it. And she really cares about that I don't stuff? know. Uh, you wouldn't think so, knowing her, but uh-huh. uh, I don't know. You know, maybe it's one of those like you can't wear white after Martin Luther King Day, right? Or something because that would be insensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the rules are about that. I don't. Either. I can never even remember like what. There's Labor Day and there's Memorial Day, and one of them is when you start going water skiing, and one of them is when you have to stop. Yeah, because otherwise I, your skin will get all wrinkly. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know when those are. I should know, right? When's sure. President's Day? I don't know. I don't even. That's in February, I think, because it's something to do with the Renaissance Festival. Oh, okay. You know. Uh, president george the third mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah what have you been up to roy oh uh, a little bit of this and that um i took my parents up to prescott Ooh. finally this this weekend you got the house all to yourself i do did you do some uh, creepy pregnant lady sex yeah you know the best part i can't get her pregnant again that's well no but if you if you're having a daughter you could get her pregnant which is uh, that's always a worry because i don't i don't think that's how it works you don't no no i don't know i've been told that women were born with all the eggs that they were ever gonna have yeah but you know you stick your dick in there it doesn't go in again well but i mean it's not the dick that's the that's you know how this works right i mean no not really okay i i'm just told where to Put it, and I do that, and then something else happens. Okay. Uh, when that thing happens, uh, for me at least, it often fills up all of the available space and then some. So I wow. just, you know, it's all connected in there. So like I that just, great stuff, expanding foam. <laughs> yeah, we should do. You should use some of that to as a as a preventative measure, <laughs> just to make sure the baby's warm enough. Wow. Let's add an extra layer of insulation. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I once used that to try to uh, seal up a hole that a mouse had eaten in. Uh, I was living in this trailer and there was a little plywood enclosure that the water heater was in. Mm-hmm. And a mouse had eaten a hole in the side of that enclosure and gotten inside the wall. And so I sprayed uh, I sprayed some of that foam in there to just seal up the hole. And then uh, from from then on, you could hear the mouse eating. Yeah, there was just this deafening, both the squeaks, the squeaks of a mouse and the squeaks of a mouse eating styrofoam. Uh, It was awful. (laughs) must be horrible. Yeah, it didn't work at all. Um, I once used that stuff to get rid of uh, a beehive under um, your shed in the house that you own Mm -hmm. that keeps getting... (laughs) Getting infested with bees. Yeah, something about that space is just really attractive to bees every year. The the guy who uh, came out one time to get rid of the bees, he told me, you know what you should do is just get a bunch of Vicks VapoRub and put that down there. They hate they hate it, which I tried doing. So I'd drill a hole and then put, put some um, Vicks down there. 
and then they kept coming back. So then I decided, hey, I, I bet I know what I can do. I can just drill various holes and just spray that stuff down there. And boy, did yeah, it, I mean, the did bees, it make it the bees make them show mad. up and they think, oh man, we don't want to we don't want to settle here. This place is full of fucking ravers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to be listening to that. Yeah, they they know that that you know that there's just yeah, going to be deafening. that smoke machine smoke, and you know bees mm-hmm. don't like smoke. No, they don't. Yeah, that they, drone droning music. They don't like people coming up to them being like, "Oh man, you're so soft. How <laughs> how does that? That's awesome. It looks like there's a million of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there really are a million of them. A lot of the time, they're uh, they're Africanized killer bees, which it turns out doesn't mean anything. It's just a racist way of describing something dangerous. <laughs> that's, that's what our buddy told me. Really? He might have just been making it up. Yeah, I don't <laughs> he know. often does that. I don't know what what it means that they're Africanized. Mm. Like maybe that they're wild in some way. I another. learned something today listening to uh, to NPR. What was that? Uh, that apparently it has become very easy to make your own crystal methamphetamine with stuff that you can buy at Walmart. Really? Mm-hmm. I had heard a little bit about that, about a new method, but no one told me how to make it. Uh, I, they didn't give a lot of details mm-hmm. on uh, on NPR, but they gave enough, it seems like. Well, that I mean, they gave enough that out? I'm going to try it, yeah. Okay. Uh, so apparently you get a soda, a drink bottle, a plastic beverage container, uh-huh. and you put uh, some Sudafed in it and some Drano and Drano? Uh, the contents of some lithium batteries. <laughs> Really? And then you shake it, but you have to be careful to occasionally open the lid and vent uh, the expanding gases, or else it will catch fire and then explode and destroy your house. Somehow. Th- so what was really? more exciting to me about Who this story Who figured this out? I don't know. Uh, you know, those, those not, meth not people. Not the Breaking Bad teacher. Here's the thing about the meth people, right? They're not... They're not like the smartest people in the world, but they, but they have persevere. all fucking day to yeah, figure out true. new ways to get more meth mm-hmm. because they don't need to sleep. Right. They go nuts. They go nuts. And it's not even like the drug is the drug itself isn't even bad for you. In fact, doctors recommend a moderate amount of crystal meth. Sure. It's good for your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. it's like red wine. It's those. It's you never those get tannins. sick when you're on it. Yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you never moderate get. use. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yep. the key to everything. It's good for dry skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your problem is maybe uh, too many teeth and not enough uh, acne, lesions, yeah, yeah, not maybe you haven't. Uh, yeah, you're like I'm having a, I'm having a hard time uh, s- scratching enough holes in my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, How can I uh, maximize my hole scratching? Yeah. Uh, do you realize, Roy, how long it's been since we vacuumed the ceiling? A very long time. Let's, I don't. Let's do it. Maybe since you bought the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dust bunnies everywhere. You, you always have the intention of going back and doing that on a weekly basis, and you don't. It, it isn't dust bunnies if it's on the ceiling, right? It would have to be like dust... Bats. Dust bats. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I get these weird little dust bats in my garage. These little stalactites uh, made of dust. I think it's uh, spider webs, right? And they collect the dust, and then they collect other... Uh, uh, spider <laughs> spider webs other spider webs that yeah. collect more dust and it never ends yeah, just, yeah and eventually eventually your it whole fills house, up your like, garage it's like arachnophobia <laughs> yeah remember that movie yeah it was so exciting when that came out yeah right i watched a little bit of it the other day and was like does it oh, hold up nope i don't want to no, watch. no I, I watched a few minutes and i was like yep that's enough huh yeah it's not okay. like jurassic park it doesn't yeah. just it doesn't just grab you that mm-hmm. uh that theme song that's <laughs> so beautiful inspiring yeah it is 
Ah, so what else have you done besides what have you done with your newfound freedom in your house, Roy? Your parents are gone. Well, I was talking to uh, Corinne on the phone because she stayed here in in the valley while I went up with my parents. And um, one of the things that she told me is um, now that my parents were gone, we can watch any TV we want. Oh, or, right. Or you're, DVDs, not li- you're not limited right? to just murder, she wrote, and Matlock right. anymore. We, well, we've been watching Downton Abbey. Okay. Um, Did your parents like that? Yeah, they, they didn't like think it, it was too racy. <laughs> too racy yeah they didn't they didn't like those they didn't like the libertines yeah um, the younger <laughs> cast members um no they really like it and now that they're back in a place that has regular cable they actually get to watch it as it comes out instead of the way that i watch it which is so what'd you watch what, what did you how, what did you watch first well well corinne told me um you know now i'm all caught up on cocksucker so we can start watching it again okay and that's her way of telling me that she's been watching Deadwood, all okay. the episodes that I had seen that she hadn't, because she she tends to fall asleep sometimes. Okay, um, like I mean, almost every day, right? <laughs> yeah. See, this is another reason we need to master this. Uh, I think they they refer to it on NPR, the shake and bake method of method destroying of, your of meth, destroying your house. Uh, someone, <laughs> the way that the the NPR correspondent phrased this, there was. The bottle began to glow orange and then exploded. And I, w- I wish that I could remember the exact phrasing, but it was something like blew the walls off of the room. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I really want to know how to get that much exploding power in a single uh, container out of things that I can buy at, according to this guy, uh, this, this you know, crystal meth addict who sounded pretty on the ball. Right. Uh, you could get this stuff at Walgreens, Walmart, and Home Depot. Really? I don't know if you meant you had to go to all three of those. I'm assuming you get the Sudafed from Walgreens. Right. The lithium batteries from Home Depot. Right. And maybe. Uh, and soda the pop Drano from, from Walmart. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yo, you, I mean, you can get Drano. a soda pop bottle from, you probably just get that out of the garbage. I don't think. Oh, you go. Oh, right. Actually, I think trucker urine is an important uh, a part of this recipe. <laughs> so, so you have to go out to the out to the highway and grab one of those. Um when I used to work at Trader Joe's, I used to work in the back making signs and displays and stuff. And um, that's where the trucks deliver every day. And sometimes I would find those back there. Mm-hmm. And I would leave them where they were to see just how brown they would get. Very oh, they, brown. Do they turn browner over time? They do, and they start expanding. <laughs> Ooh. I would get worried about that. How does that fit the if it's yellow, let it mellow, if it eventually turns brown on its own? Uh, then you should wash it. Uh, then wash you flush, it down. Then you, flush it, then you wash it down <laughs> with some cookies. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so we started watching Deadwood again, and uh, I well, actually, we watched Downton Abbey <laughs> yesterday. Just again, you watched some more of it. Uh, well, there was a new episode, and uh, it's an excellent show. We haven't really talked about this, and y- have you watched any of it? I have seen a single episode uh-huh. of it. Yeah. Uh, at random from the first season, I think. Okay. It is really, really good. And, and I think what makes it so good is that it is very effective in what it does with um, very little action, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some war scenes and stuff um, in the second season. There was some sort of political rally in the episode that I saw. Sure, and sure. there was a man who uh, everyone thought had stole a bottle of wine, and then it turns out that he didn't steal a bottle of wine, and mm-hmm. it was a scandal. 
Yeah, it was a scandal. He could have gotten fired over that. There were a lot of uh, people with British accents uh, Mm -hmm. saying a lot of things that I just assumed were too smart for me to understand. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, Uh, Maggie Smith is in it, and she's an excellent actress. Is Maggie Gyllenhaal in it? No, she is not. Mm. She's not British. That sucks. There's only one American in it. You could get uh, you could get Joan Cusack in it if you only filmed her from one side. We established in an episode of Video Games Hot Dog that, that uh, she looks British from, from one side. No, that she sounds British from from one side. As a do you know what a, side it is? As a result of having a stroke. No, I don't remember. It's whatever side you don't see her from in American films. Did she have a stroke? No. Oh, okay. She, yes, Roy. Uh, I don't know. This is the uh, the real story. She had a stroke that caused her to sound British from one <laughs> from side. From one side. Yeah, that's. And now she has I'm to sorry. tell tell directors, do you want my British side or do you want exactly, my American exactly. side? Exactly. This yeah. is one of the most interesting things. I think this might actually literally be the most interesting thing about Joan Cusack. Wow. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, sure. I never knew she was half British. Um, she was good in Toys. I don't know if I've ever seen all of Toys. It was weird. Really? Uh, I, I, she was good in Gross, Gross Point, Point Blank. Blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. And uh, I don't remember. There was wasn't there like some sort of Ukrainian man who was a rival assassin yeah, or something? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but it it was Dan Aykroyd, I think. Dan Aykroyd was like his boss, or like an old an old assassin. Like yeah, the, the wise. I think they were the wise man that the hero goes to on that phase of the hero's journey, where the wise man has to counsel him. No, I thought that they were rivals in it. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember, like I said, okay. I, I'm just, I, I'm actually just making it up based on uh, promotional stills. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, she was also in High Fidelity, right? Was she? Why uh-huh. is she in every, I mean, he must just have a thing. They just work like, together. If I'm going to be lot, in this yeah. movie, you, you have to find to be a way <laughs> to put my, my mentally challenged sister in this movie. It's like Ron Howard and his brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. His brother is always in, in stuff. Um, he was in Arrested Development. He's the dude who tries to save the tree that's outside. And Portia de Rossi's character goes up there and talks to him and he falls in love with her. Do you remember this I character? Don't, I don't really. He's a very um, interesting looking man, but he's not a good looking one. Okay. He's a good actor, though. But right. he's in a lot of well, Ron so maybe Howard he gets stuff. Those, maybe he gets those, those parts um, on his merits. Sure. You don't know that it's nepotism at work. I'm not saying that it is. I guess maybe I was. Yeah, kind I think of that, that that's, was sort of the point of the story that you were telling. Yeah. Oh, I I don't have points to my story. So what what else what else have you been up to, Roy? Um, well, there was there's one thing that um, I noticed uh, recently. There's a street light that's been out in my neighborhood for I don't know two months, and every time I drive by it at night, I I get really upset and I think, why the fuck isn't the city fixing that? Right there, there must be some reason. I need to call and complain that they haven't fixed this. Why? Why haven't they fixed it? I finally called them up. The reason no one had reported it mm-hmm. within three days, it was fixed. Wow, you made a real difference in your community. I Roy. did. I did. I think I'm going to run for political office. Well, yeah, I thought you were going to say, I think I'm going to start driving around and calling the city every time a street light is out. No, but I do call the city whenever I see water running down the street. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we have irrigation in in our neighborhood, and when people forget that it's on or whatever, that's not the city, is it? I thought that was a I no. That I was call a, SRP. Call, okay, yeah. You think of I, them as the city? Yeah, they're sort of part of in the. the city. Yeah, I mean, in the winter, they make that city out of ice, where you can stay in that that's hotel, true. and all of your beverages Sweet are drunk hotel. out of glasses made of ice. 
And then there are uh, furs on your bed, which is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted a bed that was covered in furs so that mm. I could have a nest. Really? Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't want maybe a bed that was covered in straw so no. you could have a nest or twigs? No, furs. That seems more nesty. I want a pile of furs. Hmm. To, you don't think that would get uncomfortable? On. I, like, have you ever tried to make love on a dog? On not, Like a no, live dog? with a dog. on a, Just on a dog. Like to a lady on a dog. <laughs> No, have you? Uh, on a dog. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. It was a, I mean, it was a good sized dog. Like, it wasn't like, like it a wasn't Saint like Bernard, we were, wasn't a Great like we were Dane, torturing a Chihuahua with okay. our with our love making. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a couple. It was a couple of Great Danes <laughs> that we, were also having. Yeah, sex. we were we were in a race. Well, they were in a race. We were just sort of we were just sort of slowing them down and grossing out the spectators. Wow. Uh, huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. I am what all have you been up to? Over the place. We went on a shopping cart race. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing uh, put on by the Burning Man's, mm-hmm. uh, some Burning Man people. wasn't affiliated with Burning Man, but it was a bunch of Burning Man types. Okay, so it wasn't a. a I thought it that it was a Burning Man sponsored event. No, no, no. It was, it was just people the, who've been to Burning yeah, Man. Well, a lot of people. Yeah, it was sponsored by the Arizona Cacophony Society, and they they do things like. Everyone dresses up as Santa Claus and hangs out in one place downtown. And then they do things like... Uh, like flash mob um, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, basically they try to get a bunch like of... Like improv everywhere. They try to get a bunch of assholes in the same place to fuck a whole bunch of stuff up at the same time. Like improv everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, improv everywhere doesn't... I think that guy's an asshole. I see. Do you really? Yeah, I really do. Wow, why? Um... I admire the projects and the ideas that he comes up with, but he also doesn't give a shit about how it affects anyone else. Okay. And there have been a few stories of how it affects the people that he's doing these things to, and he just cannot comprehend that maybe he shouldn't have done this. Maybe or, he just believes that his art is more important than their their health. Yeah, that also makes you an asshole. Okay. Are you sure? Or does it make you like an important part of the part of the cultural ecosystem both can be true okay there you go fair enough mm-hmm. um yeah so there was this thing where you you got together a team of five people and you built a shopping cart you know with like a theme and your team had a theme and you got some costumes or whatever and then uh you you have a race where a bunch of dicks throw beans at you mm-hmm. cooked uh, beans yeah like cans of beans i guess and water balloons filled with slime and uh paint powder bomb things mm-hmm. and uh crystal meth bottles uh, yeah but bottles of <laughs> bottles of improperly shaken and baked crystal meth mm-hmm. then there's the trucker group that kept <laughs> throwing urine grenades at you yeah they've been saving up their urine for a really long time yeah. it was all really brown uh they, yeah it should have been a lot of fun there's a video uh that was posted to youtube with some footage uh that made it look like it was sure really yeah awesome. you sent me that video and it yeah. did look really great yeah and there were definitely parts of it that were fun but it a lot of the people get into this uh, spirit that we were not aware that existed of like sort of sabotaging and fucking mm-hmm. with kind other of malicious. Teams. Yeah, and so there were just a lot of like uh, our costume was that we all wore suits and pretended to be like agents. You know, we wore sunglasses and had earpieces in and didn't talk to anybody. So I picked this costume, this theme, so that if we got there and it turned out to be a bunch of douchey Burning Man assholes, that we wouldn't have to talk to them, and that turned out great. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't really want to. The more we drank, the more inclined we became to talk to them. I was waiting in line at the end of the event for the bathroom, and somebody was... I, I... I broke character for a little bit to talk to some people, and they told me that I would fit right in at Burning Man. So then I decided that I was going to have to kill myself. <laughs> Did you ask them why? What that meant? No, it, I inferred it from context. They asked me. They were that like, you're just more they serious said, is this about your, it? Is this your first time? And I said, yeah. And they said, how'd you like it? And I said, well, uh, I mean, it should have been cool, but I wish that people hadn't just thrown garbage at us and just ruined our cart mm -hmm. you know like i i was under the impression that this was going to be like a you know just a a, a creative thing and not like a, just a chaotic destructive thing and that part made me a little sad and they were like oh have you ever gone to burning man and i said no and they said oh you'd fit right in there huh it's too late they've started selling out they have to worry about scalpers and stuff now Th that statement kind of seems like they think you're a pretentious douchebag i know Oh, that's why you want to kill yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I kind of sounded probably like a pretentious douchebag. Okay. Because, I, so, here, here is the thing that mostly bugged me about this whole thing. Like, we were, we were in character, right? Like, we were doing a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we had a shtick. We had, like, an act that we were putting on. And it was very right. simple and, you know, but everybody, not everybody, like, ten people just took it on themselves to just try to fuck with us until we broke character. Like, they just delighted in trying to just sort of step on the thing that we were trying to do, and it was really annoying. Did you break character by punching someone in the face? Boy, did I want to, but almost everyone that I... Everyone that made me angry enough that I really felt like hitting them was a girl. <laughs> and I felt like that would be in poor taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd be thrown out of the Secret Service. Yeah, I probably would. They don't. They don't put up with that shit. Although, what happens if like what happens if you like have a really sexy man president and there are always ladies trying to throw themselves at him vagina first? Well, you'd security to, is another issue. You have to punch a lady, right? right. Yeah, people are people are drunk bitches trying to throw themselves into our cart. Fuck it up. Throw themselves into your car? Yeah, no. Like, they, one of the teams of drunk bitches just delighted in running up to us and just, like, body, just leaping into the cart, which was, like, an enclosed foam core structure, and just, mm. just broke it. Just, like, all right, we're just going to jump on this until it breaks, because that's what we think is cool, jumping on things until they are broken. Well, it seems like your security was kind of lax right here. Weren't you well, supposed to protect the cart? Yeah, I guess, I, you know, I, yes, I guess we should have just body checked these bitches and maybe pushed them down into the fucking gutter or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. But we didn't actually want to hurt and, anybody. Or and handcuff them. Yeah, handcuff them to like a light post so they couldn't fuck up anybody else's cart later. Mm -hmm. Their team was pretty clever. They were mimes. They didn't actually have a shopping cart. They were just pretending to have one. So they were immediately disqualified. But whatever <laughs> oh really yeah but, i mean the, okay they were on that video and on mm -hmm. that video showed them flipping someone off uh, yeah yeah that was uh, it, there was a lot of drinking at this thing and a lot of people that we, we were supposed to get there like a couple hours before the race started the race started at one o'clock and there were a lot of people who just brought a whole bunch of beer with them and were just drinking just in on, the street like right. they didn't clear this with the police they didn't there was no there were no permits the race started when the cops showed up like they were like, uh oh, everybody go, 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 <laughs> cops are here, go. So, 
And then it's like, gee, I wonder why the cops showed up to this. It's just a bunch of assholes playing loud music, drinking, and drinking on the street. drinking in the street. And then as soon as we showed up, that's when they started littering. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound like a stick in the mud. I kind of. I'm getting old, Roy. You were throwing. Someone threw mud at you. Too. Somebody did throw mud at us. Yeah. Somebody decided to. I think the reason that we didn't appear on the 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 website of the one photographer that was taking pictures of us is because he took pictures of us after somebody had just painted a cock and balls on the front of our cart. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that part. It was hilarious. I'm sorry. Oh, you can go see it. You can, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, your cart. It's, it's actually the, here. It's down in the, the garage. Cart. Yep. Anyway, it was pretty fun. Huh. But you know, Roy. The things that have been going on in our lives, that's not the important thing right now. The important thing is the concerns, the questions, the situations that our listeners are dealing with, the problems that they have, Roy, and the problems that they need our help with. So mm-hmm. let's get to it, Roy. Let's let's start dispensing some advice. But first, let's have a cocktail. Okay. Roy, this cocktail, uh, it kind of makes me want to quit my job, start smoking a lot of weed, and lifting a lot of weights. Don't forget, beat yourself up. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, when you quit your job. Before you quit your job, you're supposed to go and beat yourself up. Oh, yeah. In your boss's office. Did that happen? Uh, are you are you making mm-hmm. a... No. A, did that happen in both movies? Is there another one? I think you're thinking of Fight Club, right? No, no. Uh, it did, t- oh, it does happen this in This week's cocktail is The Fight Club. <laughs> no, no, it also happens in... in this one okay uh no this week's cocktail is the american beauty mm-hmm. uh which the most we got. beautiful cocktail ever. i know your wife suggested that we drink it out of a plastic bag uh-huh. uh but we actually poured it into a glass it's um it's fruity this is the kind of thing you could get a girl uh to drink mm-hmm. like a bunch of then you, you can you'd fill you a want. hot tub with it yeah i mean it'd be cold it wouldn't technically well, could, be a you, hot tub well, you could heat it up right i mean yeah the, but then it'd be the, gross the hot tub just heats up whatever's in it <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you know, it's, it's not, not like, referring to a, a water hot tub. Yeah, well, it's I mean, it's not like, tub. oh, we bought this new hot tub. Where are we going to get all the hot water to fill it up with, right? Like you, Hot water it, not included. It does that. You have to go to the hot water store. It's, it's across the street from water and ice. But, you, can't, uh, you can't put them too close together. Or, it's, or they destroy just, one another? just water. But how do you get the hot water home if the hot tub... Is at home. Well, you have. What to do you carry those, it in? You have to get one of those boiler trucks. Oh, okay. Does that does that exist? I don't. know. That surely does not exist. Like the opposite of a refrigerated tanker truck. A boiler truck. Yeah, like just a that keeps the the hot soup yeah, that hot. Yeah, keeps like a hot liquor. Yeah, yeah. What if you're delivering soup? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just... how do restaurants get their soup on time? <laughs> the restaurants serve ten thousand gallons of soup on it. Uh, a day. Uh, did I tell you about my plan, Roy, to uh, uh, get into the Guinness Book of World Records by draining my swimming pool and making the world's deepest lasagna? No. How do uh, you cook it? Uh, well, yeah, we were trying to figure that out. Maybe like with blowtorches. Like well, you have to cook the bottom. Yeah, too. a layer at a time with blowtorches. You could also just rig up your pool like an oven. <laughs> well, you know, they have those um, like solar powered ovens, right? You just line line it with aluminum foil. Oh, okay. Put the lasagna in there and then cover the top with like alum- an aluminum of, foil. Get an array of mirrors to point at it. Yeah. You'd probably, the top of the lasagna would be really, really hot. That's you know, true. Y- you, you Could you get a freestanding ever... microwave that you can just point at it? Oh, wow. That, like like that, in the, uh, the, uh, the Batman, dark, dark the, Man, the Batman <laughs> Rises. Yeah. Dark man, right? And where where Liam Neeson tapes those broken bottles to his fist, and then and then microwaves a wolf. 
Um, <laughs> you would, you probably okay. don't. <laughs> I've heard reference to that scene, but <laughs> but does he really uh, fend off wolves in the gray with uh, broken miniature <laughs> cocktail bottles? It's un, it's, un, it's uncertain. Um, there's a there's a there's a fade to black before you see the results of of that particular fight, but. Uh, I, I think you probably wouldn't have to worry about cooking the middle or bottom of the lasagna. I think because by the time you've eaten, like you know, like I've got a good sized pool, Roy. So yeah, you'll even, be very sick. Even anyways. to eat the top layer, that's like probably two hundred square feet of lasagna, and you I are going to be fucking true. fed up with lasagna. Yeah, so you're not going to care about the bottom. Yeah, but how would you get into the book if it isn't cooked all the well, way? Well, they do a lasagna core sample, mm-hmm. right? And then they would know that the middle yeah. is still soft. Oh, the middle's yeah, they, still frozen. They, they probably have to, they, I guess, in order for it to technically be a lasagna, it has to be delicious. And so they, they mm-hmm. would eat the entire core sample to make sure that it was good all over. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. true. You caught me. Also, it would attract all the cats in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you do it on Monday. Ah, oh, yeah. there you go. Good plan. Uh, okay, so this, this cocktail. Uh, making me a little loopy. Right? American I, Beauty. Actually, because this isn't our normal night for recording, I, I had a. Not that this is a rare occasion anymore, but I had a, mm-hmm. I had a few beers before uh, we started recording the show tonight. Yeah, sorry to all of our listeners. It's hard for me. One part brandy, one part dry vermouth, one part grenadine, one part orange juice, and you shake that all up and put it in a glass, and then you float a little layer of port on top of it, and mm-hmm. it tastes like a delicious, delicious fruit punch. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. The, uh, it reminds me of the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah? Right? Isn't that the red one? I thought you were no. going to say it reminds you of the Hersey Sharps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what you do is you get one guy to pour one of these into your mouth. Over and over until you can't speak <laughs> properly. Uh, no, no offense to our friend Kelly. This is a pretty good, uh, this is a pretty good cocktail. I, could, I would recommend this American Beauty to anybody who wants to get shot by their secretly gay drill sergeant neighbor. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Do you think any of my neighbors are secretly gay? Uh, it could be. I mean, a- anyone's neighbor could be secretly gay. Oh, well, I guess that's true. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Um, uh, I, I bet some of my neighbors spend a lot of time cleaning their guns. Is that a euphemism? There was our one neighbor that we went to a yard sale, and mostly what was for sale at the yard sale was We're... skulls. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's where I got my. Awesome. That was where I got that sweet goat skull. Oh right, right. Yeah. Uh, any uh, gun related materials? Or, yeah, there were or a, bunch of, a, there knife, were a lot of person. guns. Too. There were a lot of. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you, none of the skulls had bullet wounds in them. No, but I mean, generally, you don't shoot an animal in the head, right? Well, I don't know. Why <laughs> Unless would, you want to get the job really done. Well, yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, I guess you go for the heart mm-hmm. when you're when you're hunting. Yeah, the flank. The flank, huh? Yeah, isn't that where the... You don't want to perforate the intestine because then all of your meat tastes like bear poop. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to shoot through a bear's intestine. Right, into... Uh, into the deer right. that you're hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you think bear's any good to eat? I bet it's not. I bet it could be. I bet they have a lot of... I bet it's a very marbled meat. I guess it depends on when you when you get it. Oh, right, right. right. They, they Before the winter yeah, or after? Really, you can, you can very cook, stringy you can later. Cook it in its own juices. Yeah. Right. But after the winter, yeah, it's going to be weird. It's gonna, yeah. The whole bear is going to taste like, you know, like you, your breath when you wake up in the morning. Oh, right. That's gross. gross. Well, I mean, your mouth doesn't taste so bad, but somebody else's does. 
It's like I don't know. I wake up every morning and my the taste in my mouth kind of kind of grosses me out. Really? Yeah, but then if I don't do anything about it, you know, a half hour later I'm fine. Mm. See, I wake up in the morning and I think, ah, really? Everything about me is still awesome. <laughs> I just you every, blow into your palm and then smell it. Yeah, every morning like, is every oh, morning good. is a wonderful morning. Still there, still yeah. got it. That's it's just it's good to wake up as me, Roy. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's Must good, be. It's a good experience. Um, man, I've been I've been having to get up slightly earlier than usual because of these contractors that are working on my shower, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's wearing on me. Yeah, I am. A, I there are You're times during the day. Also, uh, now that the uh, the spare bedroom at the office has been converted into a, into a full time. Oh, you podcast can't just studio. take a nap. In yeah, there. I can't take a nap in there. And then the couch, even the couch, is now completely covered with shirts. Oh, it's true. Uh, you know, if what we should start doing is selling bear skins uh, as merchandise, so then the couch would be covered with a nest of bear skins. And yes, and then I could have my dream come true. Mm-hmm. You got any old business to take care of? Sure. Uh, I've been wanting to mention this. Um, there's a website that I think all of our listeners should check out, and it's called pizzaboomerang.com. And this website is just dedicated to one video, which is about the pizza boomerang. It's a commercial for the pizza boomerang. Is this mm-hmm. Mexican? No, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, And I really enjoy this video. It's like maybe nine minutes long. Something like that. I made you watch it. Yeah, you I don't didn't. think you feel the same way about it that I do, but I think it is a good nine minutes spent. I mean, it's no cover of the Jurassic Park theme on Melodica. That is true. Uh, what else? Uh, you you read the story. You, you tracked <clears throat> down the news story of the woman uh, taking her pants off and rubbing herself on a piece of modern Yeah, art. I did. And it happened in Denver, and it was by a 36-year-old woman... Um, I have her name written down, but Mm -hmm. uh, she kind of looks like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm -hmm. And apparently this painting, which was by this artist named, um, here, I got it right here, uh, Clifford Still, which is, it was a museum that was just dedicated to his work. So probably a private museum that she had to pay to get into. She saw this painting and apparently what she did is she started punching and scratching it. And then she took her pants off and slid down the painting somehow and caused $10,000 worth of damage. Hmm. There was no explanation as to why she did it. Well, th- how, how do you gauge how much damage you've done to a work of art? I don't know. Like, it also said that the work of art was worth $30 million. Yeah. So, I mean, if you like, uh, whoops, I accidentally, uh, you know, I, I, I smudged it. Do they just do surface area? Did they? Okay, well, this is know. a four foot by four foot painting that's worth thirty million dollars. So one square inch of it, I'm sorry, you're bankrupt. Right? Do they do that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think she's arrested, right, for for property damage. Right at that point, it's uh, grand property damage. I don't know. <laughs> uh, grand damage painting. I yeah, think is what they call that. There's also that video game where you have to go to different museums and, <laughs> and ruin their artwork. Yeah. yeah. Well, first, th- here's the thing. First, you pay to get into the museum, and then you look at a painting, and then you kill the painting, and then you steal your money back on the way out of the museum. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why uh, That's why the Republicans in Congress don't like the video games. Hmm. Uh, ideas. <clears throat> All right. Else, what else do we have going on here? Are we ready to, uh, yeah, are we ready to start ready. helping people? Yeah, I think we're ready. 
Uh, hi, Advice Hot Dog. My name is Joel, and I live in Arkansas. I have a problem with peeing in public. I can go in an empty bathroom, but if there are people around or I can hear somebody, I just stand there looking like a fool. Normally, this is not a problem, but last year I took a plane trip to Wyoming with my girlfriend, and because of the busy airports and those horrible plane bathrooms, I did not pee until we arrived at the hotel. I plan on going to another trip that, or on another trip this year, but I want to avoid the pain and possible damage to my bladder or kidneys. Have either of you guys had this problem? If so, how did you deal with it? Do you think I should go to a doctor? I have very much for my entire life been afflicted by this very problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can. Re- I'm a little bit better, but I can definitely relate to this. I mean, if I'm in a crowded bathroom, I have to use a stall. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I always did was if you are in a crowded bathroom, you have to use a stall and like you wait in line and you, you have to wave dudes past you mm-hmm. to urinals as they open up because you're waiting for a stall. But like, if you're in a crowded bathroom, there is at least one other guy in there with the same problem the as same you. Way. And nobody fucking cares. Like, it's not it it is a thing that's like all in your head, right? And no one's paying attention as to yeah, how long a, you're standing it's there. It's this, you know, you're worried about this like humiliation, you're worried about inconveniencing people, you're worried about like whatever, you're worried about the noise. What I have for a long time, every bar that I go to regularly, there is some place nearby outdoors that I have found to go pee. Oh, really? If it's if it's especially credit bars are the worst. So I feel very self conscious if I'm peeing outdoors, like in a city. Really? Yeah, I do. Well, it helps to be drunk, so you're not so worried about it. Sure, but I'm I'm more worried about just uh, I getting a getting arrested. Yeah. Well, so the the one of the criteria for the locations that I've discovered dark. Uh, yes, very dark. Uh, very much a place where you will hear a policeman coming before they can see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you just know you're like. Oh. So you have to go to a wall and face out, right? So that <laughs> yeah. no, you you have to climb to the top of a building and uh, make I it once, rain. I once peed out the window on like the thirtieth floor of a hotel in Seattle. Really? <laughs> yeah. Onto what? What was below? Just the street. Really? Yeah, it was the middle of the night. I, d- I don't think there was anybody there. I probably most was of the it pee- a lot of pee or was it just like a little? No, bit? it was an entire. It was an entire piece with the piece. I'd been, I'd been drinking all night. This was wow. a, I was like, hey guys, look out the window in a second. And I ran over to my room, which was next to the room that we were in, and just pissed out the window. And then I came back in and they said, ha 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 ha. Huh. Yeah. We spent a lot of time throwing paper airplanes out the window, too. Because we were like, wow, we're up really high and this window opens. What are we going to do? That is very surprising. I, I know. Uh, because you're very very afraid of heights. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I was also very drunk. Yeah, so that's true. It, there are a number of there are a number of tricks that I have uh, that I have uh, got in my in my arsenal now for for dealing with this whole peach I think uh, one is that you can eventually get so drunk that you just don't care. Yeah, and you'll true. just be able to pee, um, or you just keep drinking whatever it is that you're drinking so that you're ready to burst, and um, that will also work. Also, if you have trouble peeing in a stall. Uh, I will often find that if I just sit down and pee, that I can just immediately go. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I was looking this up on Wikipedia. There are people who can't poop if there's somebody else around. Really? That's rough. Um, a trick that my uncle <laughs> taught me, well, that's, that doesn't sound right, um, is to touch something cold with your wrists. Okay. And that somehow seems to help. I wonder if that is, I wonder if that's real or if that is a, like, I don't, I don't know, you know. There was a, uh, like, I remember my dad, when I was a kid, teaching me a 
a trick that his dad taught him for relieving nausea. And mm-hmm. it was just like putting your left arm and your left leg in a particular position and lying on your stomach. And I think just believing, yeah. believe it, like because because this is a problem that is just, you know, just it's nervous, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's just a thing that you're imagining that any sort of ritual or or sure. placebo will, will do the trick. But you'll pass down the problem and also the solution to your children. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that I found helps actually is uh, wearing uh, earphones and just listening to something like turning up like having put in your iPod earphones. I'm assuming you have an iPod. You're listening to this show. This is a mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, just put in earphones and turn the volume all the way up, whatever you're listening and just make it so you can't hear anything else that's going on in the interesting. In I've the never tried that in the back in the restaurant <laughs> at the you salad bar. Use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sometimes also punch myself in the bladder. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Lightly, not, not to cause any damage. Um, and what's the other thing? If, <laughs> Um, there, there's something you mentioned, uh, being in an airport and not using the bathrooms there, use the bathroom on the actual plane Mm -hmm. when the plane is going because the plane is really loud. That's very private. Yeah. No one can tell. Yeah. Definitely. No one can tell. Um, I, there, although I was reading about, uh, I was reading the Wikipedia article about, I forget what the, the disorder uh, that as they name it is, it's like. Pariuresis or something. Pariuresis. Some people apparently have it where they cannot uh, go to the bathroom in a moving vehicle. Really? Yeah. Which those people should not become truckers. Right. That's Uh, true. Yeah, I think it's it's a really common thing among like sort of high strung nerds, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's I, I feel like it goes hand in hand with being a kind of a like hypochondriac who gets a lot of nosebleeds. Sure. I feel that it gets better with time. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's definitely gotten easier for me with age. It, I mean, it sucked when I was a kid. Like, being on being on vacations with my dad where he very rarely wanted to stop. Like, if we, if we stopped and it was, like, going to be three hours before the next time I got a chance to go to the bathroom and we were in a truck stop that was just super crowded with a bunch of strangers right. and I couldn't pee. And mm, it was like... Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I learned to pee in the car. Like, sometimes if uh, we were on a long trip... I would just pee into a bottle mm. with the assistance of my brothers or something. I don't really remember. Wow, that sounds horrible. Yeah. But, I don't think I don't You think know, I, I was really that. young. I think I tried once to piss into a bottle in a car full of dudes and I just couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't mm-hmm. bring myself to I would have a really hard time doing it now, mm-hmm. but I didn't as a little kid because, you know, it's my family telling me, you need to do this. I mean, it has gotten easier for me over time because, you know, as portion sizes increase, bottles have gotten larger and larger. Oh, so that's true. Now, you know, I mean, like, a, you know, when we were kids, there were only those, like, three-ounce Coke bottles. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I was listening to a bunch of these podcasts just to uh, see, um, you know, what we say, basically. And uh, we talk about pee and poo a lot on on the show. I mean, maybe that's why this guy asked this question about pee. He feels oh, that yeah, we are, he feels that we are excre- experts. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's like it's you just learn to deal with it. I mean, you, like you figure it out. It, I don't know that. Oh, you can also get a stadium pal, which is one of those like uh, condom things that's connected to a type of catheter bag mm-hmm. that you can wear under your uh, pants. Don't use shorts when you use this. 
Um, I, you know, I do worry sometimes that eventually I'm going to end up on some sex offender registry because I still mostly just to be funny. I don't need to go to the outdoor, uh, spot where I pee anymore at our normal bar, mm-hmm. but I, I just, I like to, which is <laughs> out of habit. Well, the, the place that I pee at the, at the bar that we go to now is there's a car wash next door. And there's there's a place where I can just pee into the like drainage system for <laughs> for the car for wash. the car wash yeah and so you know it's just like eh, whatever um, so I will I will just say all right guys I'll be right back I got to go wash my car <laughs> and then I just go pee um, even though I never really have the problem anymore. like also there didn't used to be a stall in there that what I really oh, don't right. like, man remember. Remember the TT Roadhouse? Remember that fucking bathroom? Oh, God. There's a toilet. There's like a toilet with no way to close mm-hmm. yourself into the toilet. So if you, <clears throat> if you have to shit in there, there's no way to lock the door. Right. And like, ugh, There's man. no no door. God help um, you if you have to shit in that bar. Well, here's the other uh, side, side to that. I once had to really pee, right? And when you first walk in there, the stall is directly um, to the left, right next to the door. And I walked in there, and there was a dude shitting, shitting there. But I was already in the bathroom, so then I just used it. Felt really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then washed my hands and left. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So, so at TT Roadhouse, what you do is you go out the door, you take a right on 68th Street, you go one building up, and there is an apartment complex. You take a right. And inside the apartment complex, there is one of those big, uh, there's like maybe a like an eight foot tall uh, cinder block dumpster enclosure mm-hmm. uh, that then you just go back behind the dumpster and then you can. Oh, leave. I see. And you're like, so you, you can't see more than two feet in any direction from back there. Hmm. So you are, you are okay. golden. Nobody's going to catch you there. See, at Casey Moore's, what you do <laughs> is you, you go out to, uh, you go out to 10th Street mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, what is it, east for a little while? And then you hook a right into an, and there is a really, really long, really dark, really heavily foliaged alley mm-hmm. uh, that you can just wander into a deep, deep, dark shadow. Yeah, that's also a great place to get mugged. Is it? Yeah. No. Huh. Well, I never got mugged. Okay. Everybody was always scared of me because I was the crazy, or, or sexually assaulted the crazy if you're lucky guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of sexy ASU college student ladies that live over there. Yeah, that might assault you. Assaulted by a hottie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's usually what yeah, happens, yeah, right? Sure. I is. mean, if, if the movies that I watch on the internet are any indication, that is what, I often, that is well, what ladies do. I often carry a pizza with me uh, in case a policeman shows up and wants to know what I'm doing. Just delivering this pizza? Yeah. Oh, and I also thought I might fix the cable while I was back here. (laughs) That explains the Mm -hmm. wrench. Uh Uh-huh. Also, sometimes if you're having a hard time peeing, try using a wrench. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you hear the one about the the mathematician who couldn't pee in public? No. No. All right. Anyway. Oh. Uh, dear, Dear Advice Hot Dog. Two of my friends are dating, and overall their relationship is great. It is not without its rocky patches, of course, but overall they're great for each other. However, when they are fighting, they often individually come to me to vent about what is upsetting them. A lot of the time, they're not even aware that they are upsetting each other, but since I hear the frustrations from both sides, a solution can seem very obvious. This makes me want to drop hints about what they're doing to upset each other, but I don't want to just talk about the things that I was told in private. I also think they probably aren't talking for a good reason, and I should just stay out of it, but they are my friends, and I want them to be happy. What should I do? What do you think, Roy? Um, uh, you should move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get the fuck away. 
This is why when people are grown up and have really serious long-term relationships, they just don't have any friends anymore. Yeah, they don't talk to anyone about it. Because you can't put you can't put you can't put your friends into a position like this. Um, do Okay, so so it's a good thing that you are not um telling them what they should do because um that many times causes more problems than fixes anything. And also it never worked. I mean, the the kind of problems that people fight about in relationships are not generally th- like from the outside there's always going to be a really obvious solution to the problem, right? But like sure. from the inside it's never going to fucking work Mm-mm. because it's never about anything that anyone is talking about. It can be. But well, I mean, I guess if it's literally just like I wish I I get upset when you fuck the neighbor. <laughs> yeah, that that does happen. Don't don't do that. Um, you need to tell your friends that they can't confide in you. Really? Well, uh, you need to let them know what is going on, right? That um, I can't really help you with this because I also know. I mean, you can also say like, look, both of you, both of you think of me as a person that you can confide mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and I. It puts me in this awkward position where I cannot talk to either of you without it seeming like I'm trying to take sides. And that's just super it's like super counterproductive for you guys. And it's super unfair to me. Mm-hmm. So I just you need, need to for, talk to each I other need for neither of you to talk to me about this. Yeah, that's, because, that's what I mean, because it's either, you know, only it would be acceptable for one of you, but I'm not going to pick. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. When. That is what what um, I mean by. I, mean, I, I guess you you should explain it to them and not just stop talking to them. You could also say like you know if if if, if he's complaining about something that she's doing, you could just say, well, I mean, maybe she feels like, and then just parrot whatever she said she feels like, as though it was like a thing that you just thought of. Mm, no, I wouldn't. No, you just <laughs> yeah. keep pretending. You keep pretending to have figured out the things that they're telling you, mm-hmm. like you're some sort of genius. Yeah, that's true. Like you're some sort of like you're some sort of Deanna Troy. <laughs> and you can tell just by looking at somebody what their deep, dark yeah, secrets are and what's really bothering um, them. Yeah, you need to let them know um, that you can't help them both. Uh, this is weeks old, says Roy. Dear Zach and Roy, I was recently invited to a mustache-themed birthday party. We're encouraged to come as mustachioed characters or people. <laughs> Uh, the ideas that I've had so far are BJ Honeycutt from MASH or one of the super fans, Duh Bears, from Saturday Night Live. Since you're men of impeccable taste when it comes to facial hair, I come to you for advice. What do you think of those choices, and do you have any other suggestions? I have attached a picture to help with decisions. Thanks, Troy. Um, well, this was a long time. This was before we met Troy. No, I think it was after. Oh, yeah? Is yeah. a different Troy? No, same, also same, a different, same this Troy. This is actually from Deanna Troy. <laughs> Uh, there's also Tom Selleck in Magnum P.I. Okay. You could go as a Selleck waterfall sandwich. Uh, you can just have a picture of a waterfall and hold on to a sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, does that have a wardrobe? Do you also have to wear the, no, it's just whatever Tom Selleck would normally wear. Oh, and, and regular life Mm -hmm. because it is Selleck, not Magnum. Okay. Um, so what? Uh, Wilford Brimley has a has a pretty fierce yes. mustache. And you could choose Wilford Brimley from the firm. So then you could swear a lot. Oh yeah, kick the shit I've, out of somebody. I don't think I've seen the firm. Oh. I don't think of uh, when I think of Wilford Brimley. The first word that pops into my mind is not firm. <laughs> I I imagine he's very supple and right. Yielding. Well, Quaker Oats, right? Yeah, he was I mean, a spokesman. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he's a spokesman for some sort of muscle man protein powder. Or muscle something. milk. 
Yeah, muscle milk. What? That sounds gross. It does sound really sounds gross. Like that's a, a real product. Yeah, I know, but it sounds disgusting. Like a, it sounds like a thing that's made out of bodybuilders. Yeah, you're not squeezing made, them. Not made for yeah. bodybuilders. Yeah, it's it's like, well, we we uh, like we tap this muscle like, and first got these all guys this milk juiced their packs, and then we juiced their packs, but in a different sense. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Uh, who else has a mustache? Uh, I mean, there's always there's always the old standby, uh, Herr Herr Adolf Hitler. <laughs> which and if somebody He's not who I which first if somebody think complains, of. say what well, I'm, I'm not, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, say I'm dressed as Nazi Charlie Chaplin. Don't be insensitive. Do you think Hitler always wore like his Hitler clothes? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. If like, was... do you ever think that on a Sunday when no one was watching, just Ava and him, he would, you know, like I put on like a Hawaiian shirt? By and... the time he was the Hitler that we all know, mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't ever a time when nobody was watching him. I think they would have. I guess that's people would have found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch that movie, uh, Max? I did. I, I thought, really liked I it. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was very compelling. I I remember when it came out that it was criticized heavily. Yeah, for, for like giving pres- for presenting Hitler as somebody who was sympathetic and not totally right. hateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and for the movie, it was Hitler as you know, like a twenty-eight year old or something like that. He was fairly young. Yeah, played by that guy who I think goes on to play the dad in the horrible remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? Yeah, oh I'm yeah, sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's and the he was actor. also in Van- Vanilla Sky. Hey, uh, he but looks a lot you, like John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. That's true. Uh, Joan Cusack wasn't in that movie though. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. There was that avant-garde art piece where somebody gets fed into a meat grinder. Is there? Yeah, I thought that was, that was one the of... broken video. <laughs> yeah, okay, that that's what I'm thinking. Of. Oh, there was also that scene where there was a metal plate that slams onto John Cusack's genitals, crushing them in a fountain of blood. <laughs> Roy, do you remember when things were hard to find? Yeah, do, do, and you would get these horrible uh, videotapes that had been recorded so many times. I just and it was I scratchy. Have, I have a copy of. I don't have it anymore because I loaned it to somebody and they never gave it back to me, and mm-hmm. so it was just gone. Of that one, a copy of a copy of a copy of the broken video, right. and it was the quality was so bad in the original because it was like it was almost like a Blair supposed Witch to kind look of thing like that. Right? Were supposed to right. You were supposed to believe that these grisly murders happening were real. It was it was disturbing, right? It was pretty disturbing. You also had that uh, Jake Johansson uh, HBO special, which w- hadn't been released for years and years, right? Yeah, it still hasn't. I don't think. Really? I, uh, yeah, I, I went up and talked to him after his uh, after his stand up show that I went to at the the Improv here, and I asked him about it, and he said, you know, I I finally got the rights to that, so I can sell it on DVD, but I just haven't. <laughs> but I'm lazy. No, he was like, I haven't I haven't gotten around to like dividing it into chapters and stuff. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I, you know, I, for one, will totally buy that if you ever do, because that mm-hmm. was awesome. And, and did then you I give thought, him your number? So this is just a guy. I just walked up to this guy after seeing him put on an act. And I said to him, hey, man, what about that thing that you did 20 years ago that was really, really awesome? Is That was cool. You should. Um, OK, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Mr. Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a prick. Such a prick. Because I like no, deeply no, admire that guy. He's a super funny guy. And yet, for whatever reason, whenever I meet somebody whose work I like, mm-hmm. I just figure out the worst possible framing. You don't start off with, hey, that was a really funny show. Thank you. Yeah. No. I want to ask you a question. No, I'm ter- I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm that's... terrible at that. Like, because to me, that just is like small. That counts as small talk, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck this. I got to go home so I can piss. <laughs> 
because the show just got out. Yeah, his and I had a bunch super of drinks. Crowded. Yeah. Um, oh, greetings. Oh, I, I have another tip another for the guy? for the ping. No, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I, I, so that, that reminds me of a tip, though. Uh, pee into someone's mustache. With, with a big one where it's like sort of covers you up and nobody can tell. Uh, so I went and saw a movie tonight. Uh, one, one of um, the movie screenings that uh, we're allowed to watch before they come out. And um, so the bathrooms near the movie that just let, lets out are always full. Walk across the lobby to the other bathroom where the movies are still playing. Okay. No one's in there. Yeah, good plan. And that's always rough. Like the, oh man, especially right if after you're a like movie. the handful of times in my life when I've been at like a sports game, mm-hmm. when that lets out, boy, that's the worst. Yeah, it's terrible. Because the bathrooms are always really ter- really well yeah. lit and really big. And So what you have to do is get yourself a box <clears throat> and then use a private bathroom in the box. Oh, okay. Like, really, if you take, if you're carrying a box with you, you always have a private bathroom, no matter yeah, that's where you true. go. Yeah. No. Um. Uh, greetings, advice, hot dog. I have a friend who is pretty obviously suffering from some sort of depression. I really want the, I really want to be there for her, but anytime I talk to her, all she can do is talk about how miserable she is, and it bums me out. I've encouraged her to seek professional help, but she won't. I really don't want to ditch her, but I can't manage to continually be there for her when all he does is have depressing conversations. Uh, on the other hand, if I stopped talking to her, I'd feel guilty for ditching her when she obviously needs a friend. What should I do? That's rough. That is really hard. Um, I mean, I feel that the older you get, the harder it is to stay friends with someone who isn't seeking help for themselves. Yeah. But you do need to keep encouraging her to get professional help because you can't actually help her. Here's what you can do. You can. You could say, man, I... I'm really depressed. I, yeah, I'm going to go see I, someone. I have been seeing this psychiatrist, and, and she will say, really, I didn't know you were depressed. And you can be like, well, I wasn't until I started spending so much time with you over the last year. And really, like talking to you has made me just want to end it all. So I thought that I should get some help from mm-hmm. this lady. Here, let me give you her number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you probably will get like a $20 gift certificate for referring <laughs> yeah, a friend. Get, yeah, you'll get some free ice cream or like some movie tickets. Because ice cream picks everyone up, right? Yeah. And then you can go see, uh, you know, Jack and Jill in the movie theater, and you'll have a good, great time. Yeah, make you who happy. Can, who can stay depressed after that? Don't watch funny people, though. That will you'll leave. Yeah, even it's more not actually that I funny. Am, it's not. <clears throat> um, it you know, I I've never like stopped being friends with somebody because they were depressed all the time. Like I've spent maybe less time with them than I would have, you know, otherwise. Sure. But but you stop maybe inviting them to your birthday party. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, but I've never I known, actually I've what, really never known anybody who was like really seriously depressed right. either. So I you know, What it what, turns what into I? is you only invite them to your birthday party. Okay. Like that's really what it turns into is is someone that uh, you will only see very, very infrequently, right? Instead of being someone who is in your daily life. Right. I mean, you know, it's not, again, say, listen, it's not fair to me that you're all, like, I'm the only person you ever dump all this horse shit on. Why don't you take your stupid imaginary problems and go jump in a lake? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure that'll, that'll work perfectly. Uh, 
Hey, AHG. There's a speed reduction technique that has started to be used in my area. How it works is that if you drive over 30 miles per hour past a certain sensor, there's a board with big LEDs that shows a sad face and says, slow down. If you drive past it under 30, it will say, thank you, with a happy face. Do you think this is an efficient method of making people drive the speed limit? When I drive past, I always want to see the sad face, but my sister always wants to see the happy face. Do, do you think uh, the... It can also recognize how you, how you drive, and sometimes it'll show an asterisk and say, you drive like an asshole. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> because I would want it to show that. Oh, you drive like a guy with a mustache. <laughs> it puts a little curly <laughs> brace in between that. Um, um, <laughs> you, drive, you drive like a pair of boobs. You drive like eight equals 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 D. <laughs> um i remember i remember my my dad when uh when the city this this was where my dad was a cop and when the city put up uh one of those your speed things uh-huh. like he and all the other cops just immediately went out there to see how fast they could get it to register how fast could it go uh, they i mean it stopped at 99 like it was only a two-digit readout so they <laughs> this was like and you know it was in a school zone, so they didn't want to go much faster than Can that. you get those things to register if you're just running in front of it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how uh, how a radar gun works. If super troopers is to be believed, you can use a radar gun to measure the speed <laughs> of your fast. hand as you're masturbating. Um, That's true. I, I never... I, like... I mean, I probably spent more time than most kids playing with a radar gun when and I was a And you never kid, thought to point it at your penis? No, I didn't really have a penis at the time, as far as I knew. Oh, okay. Um, well, this was when my parents were still raising me as a girl. Oh. So, my penis was always <laughs> duct-taped to the... <laughs> to your stomach? Yeah. <laughs> that was... I mean, that was a lot of what made it hard to pee. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that I was pee shy, but it turned out that I just mm-hmm. was, it was. Sealed. It would always squirt into it your was face. Sealed closed with duct tape. Also, he, he continues, as for feedback on advice, your advice gave me a lot more confidence in my own ability and you guys convinced me to write my book. But unfortunately, I failed to mention that I'm bone idle and have not worked on it in months. As a secondary question, do you have any pointers on motivation? Uh, I don't know if you're really writing a book if you said that you're writing your book, but then you're not. Well, I mean, you started writing a book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've started that also. I start all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've written sentences before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, everything that you write is the beginning of a book. Like, it can be. Just the other day, I wrote a book that was like, one gallon of milk, <laughs> one dozen eggs, two <laughs> tablespoons of butter. you you buy it by the tablespoon either that or i was just writing a really weird shitty recipe like what are you making a whole bunch of lasagna (laughs) it's for my pool um uh dogs says the smiths convinced me that oh no no uh, he says dogs oh okay he says dogs yeah dogs dogs the smiths convinced (laughs) we're getting a lot of different we're getting a lot of different honorifics here Uh, okay so let's let's actually go back to this this motivation thing do you have any do you have any genuine uh advice about anything yeah about motivation um well i mean you really do Especially with writing, you really do have to set aside a certain amount of time and try and stick to it, maybe. Sit in a, you know, go go to a cafe. <laughs> yeah. So this is, our, this is our perennial advice. Go to a cafe where you can't jack off. Right. Um, 
you know, not a cafe where you found a spot down the street where it's okay for you to jack off because then you just you might as well have just <laughs> dark alleyway spot, right? Um, you may even try writing with um, you know, a pencil or a pen on paper, and then what you do is you write a few things, take those to your laptop or whatever you use to write down things. You could do what the Romantic Poets did, put a skull on your desk, and every time you go to your desk, look at that skull, think, fuck, I'm going to die. I better get some shit done. That's true. Uh, no, then but then what you do is you start transcribing the things that you did write, and that starts um, gets you into oh, to okay. the mood to write, and then okay. you just continue where you left off. Okay. Uh, you could also just start transcribing things that you see written on other things, like uh, my, my novel, a Gallon Yield. of Milk. <laughs> Yield, yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably the first word of a really good novel. It could be in some possible world, right? It could be the first word of your novel. Dogs. The Smiths convinced me that I don't want to eat meat. Uh, it's not that I want to feel a sense of moral superiority. I just feel like animals shouldn't have to die so that I can have a greater diversity of meal options. I am concerned, however, that my friends will think that I think that I'm a better person than them because I'm a vegetarian. From my perspective, humility is more important than avoiding animal products. Is it possible to be a vegetarian without being pretentious? Is there a way to order veggie burgers without giving yourself away? Should I just give it up and eat a chicken sandwich? Deleterious in Dallas. Um, I, mean, I, I don't think it's, yeah, are me too. Assholes. Like, it, I think if you're concerned with not coming off as a pretentious asshole, you're probably fine. Mm -hmm. Right. There are plenty of people who also choose vegetarian options that are not vegetarian. I mean, I don't question someone uh, oh, okay. for ordering a veggie burger. Who, there, there are vegetarians who like, I, uh, I'm looking for a vegetarian option. I'll have the giant steak. <laughs> Yeah. No, the other way around. Like sometimes people choose a veggie burger. I mean, here's the biggest difference, right? Like if you're in a group of people and they all decide that they want to eat somewhere, don't say, uh, do they have anything vegetarian? Because if, if not, we can't go there. Like, mm -hmm. don't do that. If they pick somewhere and it turns out that you would just have to eat some French fries and then go get something else later. Just mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. and, don't, then, and don't make a big deal, you know, like, like, well, then your friends will notice that that's what you did because yeah, and then, and you didn't want to piss them off. And, and then they will choose things, including yeah, like you next time. Next time they will go out of their way to, to, you know, include this restriction because you didn't, you weren't a dick about it. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, like it's fine. There's, there's, you know, over time, I've met plenty of people who were vegetarians or even vegans that it's like, eh, eh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Don't worry about it. Yep. Plus, everybody can eat a delicious cheese pizza. That's true. Well, except vegans. Vegans can't eat a delicious cheese pizza. If and it's I guess soy cheese. Celiac disorder. Oh, right. That's true. If it's soy cheese and gluten-free A rice, crust, rice flour. A rice crust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at that point, it's really not pizza anymore. It's more like a, just some sort of it's weird... It's a type of tortilla. It's some sort of like a weird, tomato a weird sauce Japanese on cheese flapjack. <laughs> but it's not even really cheese, right? It's just like... It's the, like a crepe. Yeah, it's like a soy, it's like a soy rice crepe. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what is better to do on a weekend? To play video games late into the night and wake up at 11 a.m. or to go to sleep early and play video games as soon as you wake up? Uh, this is from RJ. Mm -hmm. um, I think both. What do you think? I think you stay up late playing video games and then you wake up early and, and play video games before that sense of uh, existential dread sets in that, that might actually motivate you to do something useful and productive like writing your, your novel you just immediately start playing video games again to just drown it out drown mm -hmm. out all the voices in your head saying stop playing video games all fucking day you fat lazy fuck 
that's that's what that's what my voice is saying. Really? Okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, both. You do both. Uh, you know, Roy, this is uh, this the, this the show has just flown by. It has. We're, we're right here at the end of the show, and uh, the end of the show is the. the you mean the, it's over? I think so. Oh, this is the part where we tell people how to uh, ask us for advice in the future, mm-hmm. isn't it? Isn't that what I we think do so. at this point in the show? Yeah, sure. Oh, wait, why can I never remember how these fucking shows go? I don't know. I remember You're not how they start. The list. I, all I have to do is say, "I'm Zach," and then the podcast has started. Yeah, it just goes. And at the goes end, on its at own. the end, there's all this stuff going on. Oh, here it is. That's all we have time for. Oh, that was all we had time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we uh, do announcements for ads, plugs, etc. Do you have any ads, plugs? Nope. I have one. Okay. I have an ads, plugs. Uh, if you're in Arizona, uh, that means uh, this week, <laughs> if you're in Phoenix, there's going to be a benefit show at the Crescent Ballroom in Phoenix uh, this Friday fresh. at 10, uh, no, at 8 p.m., it's ten dollars this Friday, which is February February tenth, the tenth, okay. and it's to benefit uh, Corinne's school for their Paris uh, trip, where they're Me. for their Paris trip to uh, to Paris to look at art. What are they, they just went to England? That was last year. What the fuck, man! It happens every How year. These kids get to go all kinds of places. I didn't get to go when well, I was. Well, they in have the to raise school. money. To- <laughs> they have to raise money to do it. Um, what What is cool about it is there's going to be a bunch of bands there. Um, Wait, Paris or? No, at the show. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Minute, which is by our friend Sean Brennan. Uh, Back Ted and Ted, which is our friend uh, Ryan Breen. And then Black Carl will be playing. Cool. Is They're it the Yellow Minute, the full band, or is it Yellow Minute, just the one I kid? I think it's just him, but I'm not mm. sure. I don't know. It might be the full Find band. Find out, because if it's just him, I'm going to go see it oh, and okay. be real happy. Have you seen him with the full band and didn't like it? No, I've just been told I wouldn't. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know. I don't I've know. only seen him. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's well, so my, that's if my you ad ask plug. Us a question. Meet us at this benefit concert. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, somebody who looks almost exactly like me now works at the Lost Leaf. So, if you want to ask a question of somebody who looks just like me and will have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But then you could also have some good beers. Go to the Lost Leaf. Right. That's downtown Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, if somebody wanted to ask us a question, though, Roy, how are they going to do I think it they go the to internet? the internet. Okay. First, internet.com. Uh-huh. And they look up advicehotdog.com. Okay. What are the other names for uh, hot dog advice? What, what were the full things that you registered for the website? I think just advicehotdog.com. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't the hot dog. There's hotdognet.com, which you can find on the internet at dog.hotdog.advice.advice.hotdognet.com. Thanks. Uh, You go to advicehotdog.com, and there you uh, see links to all of the shows that you can listen to there. You can also go to iTunes to listen to them and subscribe. Um, And you can write us a Gmail, uh, advicehotdog at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter at Advice Hot Dog. You can follow us there. And uh, I also post, now I post the pictures of the cocktail and the uh, logo on there. Or you can go to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Advice Hot Dog. Is anybody still using Facebook? They are. Yeah. Uh, not as many. Um, no, I mean in general. Like I. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, I stopped and then I just assumed everybody else would too. Because I, I feel like mostly the reason that Facebook was popular is because people were waiting for me to show up. Yeah. And uh, then when I could did, be. when I did, and then they realized, oh man, he's sort of sucks at this. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah, we're, we're moving on to something else. I think that's why they're trying um, to sell shares now oh, in order okay. to get new interest in Facebook since oh, okay. you've stopped using right. it. 
Um, you can also send us a telephone call at 769-218-9225, or you can send us a postcard to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. Uh, so, so somebody uh, sent us a, a zinger, as yeah. they said, not realizing that this, this part of the show uh, is, is, in fact, the stinger. Stinger. Which uh, which zinger are we doing, Roy? Oh, I think we are doing. This is the sound of Roy flipping through papers. I don't know which one we're doing. So Riff asks, Princess Bubblegum or Marceline the Vampire Queen? Uh, this, for those of you who have not been watching a whole bunch of Adventure Time. Uh, which you recently. should if you are yeah. not. Step A watch a bunch of adventure time because it's fucking awesome it, it is it is weird how good that show is mm-hmm. for what like it, it because i keep hearing things like oh man the marvelous adventures of flapjack or whatever is so great and uh phineas and ferb it's actually pretty good like all this kid stuff that you know it's it's like acceptable to watch it as an adult but adventure time is just fucking great yeah, it is. It's it is like he, an entirely different category of thing. Uh, he was at Max FunCon, so he answered a bunch of questions about Adventure Time, and he said, "You know, I made it for myself and my friends." And you know, he's like a dude in his thirties. Mm-hmm. He never meant for it to be for kids on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. It just is. I mean, I feel like he writes it as that, like he writes it and then replaces all of the cuss words with just random <laughs> words. Maybe. Like, yeah. It, it's you know he'll describe something as like a cluster something or right. or whatever yeah math uh, math that isn't that yeah, something math, that they math that they say a lot of the time um yeah yeah but uh yeah so how would you describe uh, a princess bubblegum i think princess bubblegum for friends marceline for dates for dates yeah huh because i just got to the episode where where finn asked uh well at least marceline thought that finn was asking her out on a date but it turned out he just wanted to hang out and go to the movies right she seems like she might be kind of a bitch if you actually tried to be in a relationship with her she's all gothy sure so i mean she, she's she's a, she's a high spirit. maintenance she, she probably likes some dude that's an asshole though you can't probably can't i think there is an episode about her asshole boyfriend oh yeah yeah okay whereas princess bubblegum is just like you need to be a doctor before she's going to date you. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that they're both high maintenance, right? Like you're never going to please. Yeah. Like being in a relationship with Princess Bubblegum, you're going to hate her. Being in a relationship with Marceline, you're going to hate yourself. Yeah. But you're going to have great sex with Marceline. Sure. I think. Yeah. Okay. That's probably. Okay. So uh, the answer to this question, definitely bang a bunch of crazy bitches. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to Advice Hog. Advice Hog. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. For listening to Advice Hot Dog. Dot com. Was, was that too sexy? Dick, 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 dick. That's not what it's called.